Hello everyone and welcome to Education Checkup. I'm Johnette Magner. We're a weekly podcast here at KTBS and we cover what is happening in education in Northwest Louisiana. I am joined today by my co-host, Dr. Philip Roseman. He is a cardiologist by occupation, but he's here today as a champion of education in Louisiana. He is past chairman of Blueprint Louisiana and past chairman of the board of the Greater Shreveport Chamber of Commerce. And welcome, Dr. Roseman. Well, thank you. We're gonna have a great conversation with a great principal at a great school. So we're really looking forward today talking about um, uh, Julia Henry we have here, who's the principal at uh, Sun City Elementary School, which was one of the top 10 schools for student growth, yes. I think, yes, uh, it was. In, in the state. And we're just so, we wanna learn a little bit about how, how you did that. How did sure. you grow as a, as a school? You uh, Tell us a little bit about Sun City, where it is, neighborhood, and history, sure. whatever you can share with us. Yeah, so we are located in South Bossier. Um, we have a great community. Sun City is more of a, like a generational school. So a lot of grandparents sent their children there who now have children there. And so that's always fun when they come to different events at the school, um, assemblies, is they used to walk these halls. A lot of our teachers used to be Sun City stars too. So it's a great community to be a part of. How, how did you get here at Sun City Elementary? How did you get to, to where you had, what was your pro progress through the journey? Sure, sure, so I taught first grade and then I taught third grade. I was assistant principal at Curtis Elementary, which is right down the road. So in South Bossier, all of our third grade Sun City students go to Curtis um, as their fourth and fifth grade uh, train. So I was the assistant principal there and then I became principal last year. So you're a K through three school. Just kinder through third, yes. So tell us about how that works and uh, how you see that uh, uh, with just a few grades in elementary school. Yeah, I think it's unique, but um, I think we're blessed because we're able to really focus on the foundations. Um, we're talking the babies, they've never been in school before, and so mm -hmm. we're their first experience in kindergarten. So building that love for learning and love for school, um, and just making sure that we get the foundation correct so the older they get, they've got that foundation that's firm so they can just keep building upon it. it you know, uh, I think a lot of parents and, and don't necessarily appreciate that those first few years, kindergarten through third, is really, really critical. Yes, it is. And um, I think sometimes they're more comfortable having their kids miss school and go to various things. Talk about why those grades are perhaps even the most important. Yeah. Um, I mean, so the first part of our day from 8.30 to 9 o'clock, we have um, rocket time, which we use as remediation. And so we see that, like with students who check in late, they're only 30 minutes late, but they missed their individualized instruction. That's the time of day where we can really um, catch them up on maybe skills that they've missed in the past. Um, so having them at school, there's so much that happens in the seven or eight hours that we have them on campus. Not only is it the math and the reading and the science and the social studies, but the social connection there too. Um, and it's just a nurturing environment, especially those, you know, those kindergarten mm -hmm. teachers that are building that family in the classroom. So we want them there every day, every day. And on time. That's right, on time. It's so important. So what do you do in rocket time? 
So rocket time, so since we're the Sun City Stars, rocket time is our remediation time. So we actually have students divided into groups based on like needs and they rotate around the school. So we play music over the intercom um, and that's the signal for students to start moving. And so they're grouped into classrooms with teachers who are strong in the area of instruction that they need. Um, and they're with peers who may have struggles in the same area too. Um, so we do that for 30 minutes and it is a non-negotiable. So we do that every day, regardless of what's going on, our day is built around that. So everybody, everybody. gets that individual instruction, yes. not, not, that's right. Everybody. Everybody. We say all hands on deck. So every staff member in the school has a group that they work with during that time. And it also helps with uh, mentoring too. So it gives the students, you know, an opportunity to have a relationship with another staff member in the school besides right. their teacher. So. Right. And so they have the same staff member in the same group all year long? Not all year long. Okay. So what we call it is leveling up. So today on Friday, we had our students who leveled up, who have graduated, have mastered those skills that they were struggling on. Um, they come to the cafeteria, we take their picture, we praise them and hug on them and, and send them back mm -hmm. to class. So um, we the teacher keeps them for about three levels, which is usually about half of the school year. Um, but then when they level up, they might get a new teacher, which is exciting too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, for them to see progress. Right. You know, even when, th you know, maybe the grade is a B or a C, but right. you know, they're doing A work and growth. Right. You know, they see that progress, that really must, really must be a positive thing. It does, thing because it's progress on their own level. So that really does make a difference. Yeah, and uh, do, um, are all the people that are in rocket time, are they all teachers or are there other people, other adults? Yeah, or? anybody on campus. So we have um, our instructional coach, um, a speech therapist. She was trained in the science of reading and she loves working with um, those students, teaching them how to read. Um, our paraprofessionals, they're usually placed with the higher learners too, you know, who don't necessarily need all of that. Um, the intricacies of the foundational skills, they're able to push them. They're doing book studies and different things. Our enrichment teacher, so the STEAM teacher, the music teacher, everybody jumps in. Well, how do you know what somebody's struggling with? You know, I'm, I, I'm a teacher in a class and there's 25 or 30 kids in that yeah. class. Do the teachers just keep a mind about this is the thing that this child's struggling with in, in mind to communicate with rocket time or whatever? Yeah, that is the magic of a teacher though. They do know their kids inside and out. Um, they pull them in the classroom to work on what they're struggling with individually too at the teacher table, but we do have assessments that help us with that. So we have a couple of computer programs that we use that give us some results. Um, and now the Louisiana, we're having a literacy screener for grades K through three. Um, and this is an in-person test, not a computerized test. Um, and we just got some results from that last week, which is going to again, change our group so we can focus on um, where we need to focus in order to make sure that they have success as you know, a reader. That, that's a new thing, and, and it's a new thing came from the legislature, I yeah. think. Mm -hmm. What do you think about it? Oh, I think it's wonderful. Um, part of the piece of it I think that is a little intimidating is that it's going to be used as part of our school performance score, um, which is public knowledge, you know, so that just makes us a little nervous because we haven't used that in the past, but we're seeing a lot of growth with our students. So um, we got a new program too that kind of tracks the data for us and gives the teachers um, intervention plans, helps group the students based on needs. I was um, digging in this morning with a teacher in my office and I mean it found all kinds of different areas and skills that we might have missed just looking at the surface level, you know, the data that we get on a student, but it'll really help us hone in and um, fix those areas before they get older. Um, so in, in K-3, you know, in third grade, they could be looked at as not promoting to fourth grade based yeah. on their reading. 
So we're trying to hit it hard at the younger age so we don't even have to worry about in third grade, they're reading. Well, tell the legislature folks that it's a really good idea and they're it's, glad you did. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, so when it comes to rocket time, are you finding more kids struggling with reading or math? So I think we have struggles in both areas. Some students do better at reading and um, you know, not so great at math or vice versa, um, but our focus really is in reading right now. That was our push last year too um, when I became principal is, you know, we need the math, we need the science, then we need the social studies, but they're not going to be able to read the problems to do the math or read the literature over the science or the history behind the social studies if they can't read. So we just think that reading, you know, that's everything depends on them being a fluent reader. So that's really our focus right now, but there are struggles in math too. And we do have programs that our teachers use um, to help there. The state came up with FLAME, which is a, a big help for fluency in math. Um, we've got a lot of tools that we can use to help students grow in that area too. So I, I read about your morning news show, so tell us a little bit about, <laughs> well, it doesn't you know, look and, like this. and it's, competi <laughs> it's competitive to KTBS 3, I think. Oh, it so is. I, it is. Well, we I don't, I don't do morning, so yeah, I will <laughs> We only air once a day, so we can't hit that evening crowd, but um, <laughs> we do it in my office. Um, it's something that the students get really excited about. We use it as um, a positive thing. If they get a positive office referral, they get to come on the morning news, and we get to share how they had positive behavior throughout the school whether it was helping someone who was in need or holding the door open or whatever it is um, they're recognized there so they really it's really fun for them to be on there I'm able to make announcements reminders we go over um, expectations or whatever our theme is for the year the week we we're able to talk about that there so they enjoy it some the kindergartners are funny because they'll see me in the hallway and their eyes will light up and they'll say you were on morning news. I'm like, <laughs> yes, nice to meet you. You know, I'm your school principal. Yeah. Like those first couple of weeks, it was like I was a celebrity, you know, <laughs> on the new show till they realized, oh, she's here every day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. When you're on TV, you're a celebrity. I mean, yeah. Everywhere. And so y'all are celebrities too. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, we, we, um, we've heard from a number of successful schools. And one of the things that I think we've heard a lot about is about school culture and and the development of school culture and how important that might be um, uh, as far as advancing kids uh, uh, in learning so tell us a little bit about how you approach school culture how you do it at sun city what kind of culture do you want to leave there yeah. you know for your teachers and to carry forward yeah i think positive school culture, that means everything. If the students mm -hmm. don't want to be there, then they're not going to want to learn. And so we won't be successful. So this year we actually, we implemented um, the Energy Bus. And so that's a book that applies not just to education, but anybody can read it. And it is a really easy read. So if you've never read it, I encourage you to do so. Um, but we, we went through it with a leadership team last year in the spring. And now we're introducing it with our teachers from August to January. And now we're talking about it with our students. So it's all about you being the driver of your own bus you get to determine who gets on your bus and who gets off you get to determine which path you take um, this 
the past two weeks we've been talking with the students about making sure that they have positive self-talk. If mm -hmm. you tell yourself that yep. you're not going to be able to do it, then you're probably not going to do it. Um, they even drew some vision boards and posted them outside of the classroom. I put them on morning news. Mm -hmm. Some of them came up there um, with what their positive goals were and then what were they going to do to try and reach them. And we've really seen success. And my teachers, you know, we talk about it all the time. Which bus are you on? Are you driving? Are you getting on my bus? Or are you getting off? So we have those kinds of conversations. Um, education's hard. It's hard to be a teacher. It's hard to be a student. The demands are hard. Um, but I think as long as we look at things with a positive light, then we're going to have a positive outcome. So, so as you were talking uh, about <laughs> the, the bus and the positive attitude, it reminded me of my PhD dissertation, yeah. which included self-efficacy. And one of the things I learned when I did that is that a belief that you can do those things mm -hmm. you set out to do is often more important than whether anybody else believes in you and whether you have even natural ability. Right. Yes. I've watched something um, where they tested a, a man who had lots of basketball skills shooting free throws and he made like nine and then a lady who had never shot a basketball ever and she missed every single shot and they put a crowd there and for the guy who was really good they gave negative reinforcement boo you stink you know and for the girl girl who was really terrible they gave positive reinforcement you can do this you can do it they ended up when they came back to do a second round scoring exactly the same because they were cheering her on gave her this false sense of <laughs> ability, mm -hmm. you know, um, and so I played that for my staff too, that, you know, we have the power as educators to um, build children up and help them believe in themselves. And it's just so important, you know, in the younger grades that they have that belief. So when things do get hard, they have grit and determination and perseverance. They can push through, even if it's tough, the struggle is a part of the learning. So we're trying to work through yeah, that. Yeah, I bet you that's a really helpful around testing time yeah. and all that sort of thing that they feel like they can do it. Yes know that they have a positive right. and you know it makes you think day to day we pass people all the time and are we positive enforcers or are we uh, putting on a negative mm -hmm. frame you know even putting, a smile can make a difference in somebody's day you're exactly right absolutely mm -hmm. well you know we talked talk, you talked a little bit about teachers so let's talk about teaching because that's a really difficult like you say it's a very difficult occupation mm -hmm. And I, you know, I look at great teachers as like great missionaries. I mean, they, they do this because they love it. Mm -hmm. But what do you look for in a teacher? Because you're going to be, you hire the teachers, you work with the teachers. What are you looking for and, and, and how do you build a great teacher? Yeah. Um, we want teachers who love kids. They have a heart for kids. They have a heart for learning. Um, Teachers who are going to be, who are going to stick through it on the tough days and work with children. Teachers who want to build relationships. I mean, all you've heard me talk about right there was just the relationships and the heart and making sure that your heart is in the right place. The learning how to teach the math and the science and the social studies and reading, that comes too. But it really has to start with their heart being in the right place. Um, we're doing training for science of reading to give the mm -hmm. teachers the skills, you know, of how does the brain learn and what do we do when they're struggling. And then the state next year, they're gonna do the same thing for math. And so we're really excited about that, kind of getting back to the basics. Um, and so teachers who are lifetime learners, I mean, I'm a lifelong learner, I'm still learning, we all are. And so we want to not only have teachers who want to keep learning, but they can, you know, build that in the students too. And that's like if the energy bus, you use that to learn. And, that's right. and, and you, Encourage positive relationships, and uh, how do you how do you do that? Do you uh, how do you give the attaboys and attagirls to teachers and 
and, and even the students in the school, yeah. even parents. Right. Um, I think with modeling um, and just observing those relationships, our teachers at Sun City are awesome. Um, you know, if a student comes in, they can sense the minute they walk in the door that something's off. You know, maybe they something happened on the school bus or maybe they got in trouble before they left the house. Um, but they're always there to give a hug, greet them in the morning. And then when students make mistakes, because that's a part of the learning too, they, you know, they don't react they have a conversation with them and say what happened, what went wrong and what can we do better. We focus a lot on restorative practice, so how can we restore that relationship to the way that it was before the action took place? And our teachers are just great at that. I think it's the younger grades that makes it easier. Um, those elementary teachers, they just build that relationship and know what kids need. Yeah, well, um, we've talked a lot about really great things, positive things. What are your challenges? What are the challenges that you see going forward? Uh, what's the next steps? Uh, uh, we what all try to keep you up at night. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> Do you really want to know? Uh -huh. um, I would say, I mean, we've had a change in curriculum, and that's always tough, but it's a great change for the, all the right reasons. Um, we've got a new reading series, you know, that is, we think, really filling those gaps for the kids. Um, but that is hard as a t for a teacher because they're walking into it blind, you know, and so they've got this manual, you know, or actually there's like eight manuals that they have to read through and look through. So mm -hmm. that's hard. I think just keeping the momentum going. So um, like we just went through our literacy screener scores and there are some areas where as teachers we had, you know, conversations of, you know, I don't, I don't like this. I'm not happy with the way, you know, this particular student did or a group of students, um, but not focusing on the negative, but okay, now where are we going to go next? So just, I think as a leader, keeping that positive momentum, even when the days are hard, because we need to talk about where we went wrong and what we can do to be better, but we don't need to dwell on it, you know, and put the positive spin on yeah. it. Yeah, you know, Johnette and I have also heard a lot these challenges mm -hmm. and and some of the challenges are just getting children to school and, yeah. and that became an issue became a real issue I think at the time of COVID mm -hmm. uh, and and people kind of changed their whole thinking I guess parents started mm -hmm. thinking differently about school have you found that to be a problem or have you been able to overcome that I we have seen that as a problem um, it's almost like they're not placing school as a priority, you know, in their life, um, you know, so that is definitely difficult, but not only are we trying to build relationships with the students, but with the mm -hmm. families too. So getting them on the phone, calling them, come to the school. We have, our families are amazing and they want to volunteer all the time. So we've got some up there right now, tearing out um, workbook pages and making copies and um, little treats for the teachers. So getting them involved and letting the parents see, you know, the benefits of public education. We've got so many extracurriculars, um, awards programs, poetry contests. When else are you going to have the opportunity as an eight-year-old to say a poem in front of 530 kids and their parents, you know? Mm -hmm. Like there are so many opportunities that they can have when they're here at school. And so just, you know, I think just making sure that they are aware of all of those things that the kids miss when they're not with us. How do you help the parents? How do you help the parents help the kids? I've always mm -hmm. wondered what, what can we do yeah. to really encourage and actually uh, 
give them the capacity mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to do that. Yeah, a lot of the conversations in parent-teacher conferences, they say, well, things weren't done like that when I was in school. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn how to do math that way. And that's so true, it is very different. Um, but whenever they come to those meetings and parent-teacher conferences, our teachers are great at giving them things to go home and work with. Um, like the literacy screener, those results mm -hmm. came home this week. And on the back, it's all tips for parents on what they can do at home. And it's fun, games, interacting, you know, things you can do in the car on a drive it's not doesn't have to be anything formal you don't have to have any skills you know you're just talking about what oh you saw a sign what was the beginning sound in the word sign oh you know those conversations right. just giving parents um, the power to know that they are teachers too they're the teachers at home while we're the yeah. teachers at school and just having that connection that homeschool connection is just it's so important we couldn't do it without them you know, one of the things we do with all our guests is, is to ask a couple of questions. Okay. Uh, and because uh, we want to take the, all the words of wisdom and all the uh, positive uh, that we can get out of having you uh, on this program. Mm -hmm. So what what would you, what, what are your words of wisdom? What are the things that, that drives you or that you want to impart to others, you know, uh, in this, uh, looking at this now? Well, I guess my mind goes toward um, parents, just letting them know that they have such an impact on their child's education. So it's not only, you know, working through the homework and studying for the test, but creating a positive environment at home. When you talk about school, talk about it in a positive way. Um, let them know, even if there were struggles when you were in school, when you were a child, help them look at how those experiences help them overcome it to where they are the adult today. Um, and make sure that we're not putting anything that we struggled on as a child in school on our children, you know, at home. So, you know, sometimes I hear parents say, well, I'm just, I'm not a math person. I can't do math. And then the kids start saying that, oh, well, my dad's not a math person and I'm not either. And that is easy to say, yeah. but everybody can be a math person. You may not be a math person yet, but if we keep working hard enough, you know, we'll get there. Absolutely. So. And then one other question that we, we try to ask is to really understand why uh, uh, people stay here in Shreveport Bossier. So let me ask you the question, what, you could go anywhere, you could live anywhere, you could be a teacher in any school in the country, I guarantee you just from this conversation. Oh. But uh, why do you stay here in Shreveport Bossier? It's the community for me. It is. Um, we chose where we live because of the schools, because of the teachers, because of the administrators. Um, my family's here and I'm a family person too. So um, we would never live anywhere else. We wouldn't. Well, we greatly appreciate what yeah. you're doing at Sun City and, uh, uh, and what a great job you're doing as a mm -hmm. principal and thank such you. a positive attitude. I think we could all learn from that for sure. Thanks. But thanks for being here. Yeah, this yeah. is great. It was nice to meet both of you. Thank you, yeah. and thank you to all of you for joining us for Education Checkup. You can view our other podcasts anywhere that you listen to them or go to our website at ktbs.com slash podcast. Have a good day and join us next time for Education Checkup.